Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Match Ball. Well, hello there. Here we are again on the match ball. Dan, Michael and Rob here with you to react to the Brentford 2-2. Levi Solicitors bring you the podcast, by the way, 10% off your legal fees at levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. Um, Similar sort of outcome at the end uh, as last game. Palace feels like a lifetime ago after that again, doesn't it? It doesn't feel quite as euphoric, I don't think. Do you reckon? No. um, I'm finding, I found, obviously I've celebrated an awful lot. Yeah. But walking out the ground, I find it hard to be too happy with it because I feel like we've not played very well, picked up a couple of injuries. It wasn't a great day. I feel incredibly stressed. Yeah. <laughs> Just sort of, yeah, full of adrenaline and not really knowing what's gone on and struggling to understand what happened, really. Mm, yeah. Uh, it didn't have the same, like I said, it was more anger, I think, when that one went in than mm. towards the end. I've really, really hurt my shin. I even I did limbs and fell over some seats in the East Stand and I've got a real proper raspberry on my leg, so... Uh, if I'm grimacing, that's why. It's not because of your company, your sparkling company. Um, but yeah, they were. I mean, what I did like was the idea that Thomas Frank, could you have imagined him in the post match if they'd won that and shit house their way to a victory then, as they were clearly doing? So it's going to have tempered that. It's going to feel like a defeat to them. So if we can't be happy, as long as no one else is happy, <laughs> then it's okay, isn't it? It's all you can aim for some days, isn't it? I, yeah. I must admit, I had similar thoughts as well. And I really didn't want Canos to be happy either. Yeah, yes. that was a nice thought coming out of the ground. I was kind of looking towards the bench after we equalised, just as if he might be poking his head up. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. slim pickings. It was. Uh, it was. It was very. It was very annoying, wasn't it? Did they out wolves? Wolves? Um, I don't know. Maybe not. No, not quite. I don't think. No, they weren't quite as consistent with it as wolves. I don't think. Cook mm. uh, should have just put their goalkeeper. Mm. Like the second time he did it, would have been a, a really quick way of solving it because it was mainly just the keeper. Every time he caught the ball, he just laid a little lay down with it. A little lay down, and then the dead balls, it'd be I line it up for the short one, everybody yeah. comes in, and then I shoot you all out and kick it. Or they'd have a free kick on the edge of Leeds' box and just pretend that they didn't know who was going to take it, which was a <laughs> novel approach. There was a throw in, yeah, on the right hand side, like in front of the East Stand, where they just all left it. Yeah. Like that thing about, oh, someone needs to take this today. All oh, right, okay. Yeah, I quite admired that, actually. It's yeah. quite hard to know who to book as well as a referee if, yeah. no, if no one's even near it, if, yeah. everyone, if, the, if everyone just turns. Oh, I'm not. Nope, nope. I'm not taking that free kick. I find it incredibly dispiriting that we have to come in and talk about refs every time. Uh, we, we don't have to. We could just no, ignore we it. But, we don't really have to, don't we? But we know that Coot is one of the card happy referees in the Premier League, and he just he just zapped sapped a lot of the uh, enjoyment from that. 
for me today. I thought he was doing all right to a point, and then at some at the sort of last half hour, he just he just kind of lost it and was booking load of people. Yeah, and, it was like and, every foul was a, a yellow card after like a certain point. Yeah, and then it, it was weird though because he did certain like showy things, like he was always chasing after the substitutes to get them off the pitch quickly, but then. But never doing just, anything about just, it. Yeah, just book someone and then mm. you put an end to it, don't you? It should have booked. Was it had Canos already been booked? I, yes, I did yeah. wonder. So he could have booked Canos and then he got sent off instead of replaced <laughs> as a substitute. That would have been fun. That would have been fun. But, uh, uh, yeah. So I mean, what was your reaction like then? At, not a full time, but with the equaliser. I, I just did a lot of. <laughs> you know, like the usual yeah. ridiculous childish behaviour. It was it was that eventually, but there was a second because I was at the other end of the ground. There was a second of I don't know if that's that's gone in, if it's mm. just over the line, if we went for VAR or what. But then once Bamford whipped his top off, it was like right, come on. Did he get booked for that? By the way, yeah, he did. Yeah. Of, course, of course he did. Yeah, hundred cards. Yeah, yeah. It was no, it was a nice moment, wasn't it? I I mentally I'd given up on that game. I thought that mm. we just don't we don't get back into that just for whatever reason. I don't know. Going into this game today, don't know whether it was was the euphoria of the Palace game. Um, but I just couldn't. I couldn't feel it today. I didn't. I, even though we were dead, dead good in the first half, and we were all over them, and I thought we should win this at a canter. I thought they were one of the weakest sides that had come mm. to Ellen Road up to that point. They looked like a freshly promoted side, but then you know we had one of our moments, didn't we? And it all collapsed. It took a little time to get going, though. There, there was a there was a we all love leads or a we are leads at twenty minutes from the cop, and that was a bit of a message because it was a bit of a quiet start, and it was like that kind of gave a message to the players, and that was where it was nice to have. Luke Ayling back because he was the player who responded and put in a strong tackle and ran down the right and then it just gave it all a bit of a lift which is what was needed. You're right, it did feel flat going into that. You could sense it. it had that, I don't know if it was because we'd gone into a more comfortable position towards, you know, the chance of mid-table was there or whether it's just because it's Sunday, early afternoon, it's got a completely different feel to how it felt um, under the lights against Palace. Yeah, I, I thought the crowd had mainly given up on that game, yeah. I have to say. And and also, we've got a corner. We don't really do scoring from corners, <laughs> do we? So I don't it's not... It's not particularly a chance. The, actually, the most fun bit of it was Melia going up yeah. for it. I think that's when that's maybe when he would be yeah. believed a bit. It took ages as well. He was asking for a long time. Yeah, and everyone it? was just going, just go, yeah. just go. But everyone's going, go on. And then when he went, everyone's like, go on. Another one of those little uh, lift moments, wasn't it? Yeah, it often does cause chaos, though, sending a goalkeeper up, just because there's all of a sudden a spare person. And yeah. it's like, oh, oh, right. okay, we need to, we need to, and obviously he's pretty much the tallest man in the box as well. Well, you so said this the other week, didn't you, actually, when you were talking about him going up for corners. Like, I'll send you up for every one of them. Yeah. It was nice seeing him First go up on. and for sure stay on the halfway line. Like, you're not going to score Adam, you stay back. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was a lovely moment. I did enjoy it and I, Paying the price now because my legs throb in. Amelier had already but, won his um, one header during the game, hadn't he? Yes. He <laughs> when he came for that ball, realised he was probably going to be out of the box if he used his hands. So I just went, oh well. Oof. I'm just, uh, I'm just looking at uh, tweets coming in now, and <laughs> Victor Orta going a bit, should we say, Victor Orta-ish in the director's <laughs> box. Too. I think Angus Kinnear is trying to calm him down. There's other people trying to restrain him, but there's definitely a kind of a shush motion like uh, <laughs> going on. I don't know if that's cr- across the uh, across the. Director's box, or if it's to the away, the away fans or what, but he's uh, he's gone a bit crazy there, is Victor? Which Good. I think is how we all felt one because there was just that quiet simmering anger was building up at the way that they were falling over all the time and uh, just going down, like you say, spoiling everything. But um, Tyler Roberts got his goal, didn't he? So let's let's go back and uh, to the first half. And I agree with you, actually, Rob. It was it was pretty flat and it was probably in the balance until we got that goal. And it, and it came out of nowhere, didn't it? Really, it was a fairly even game up to that point. But I thought he took it well. And it was nice for him to get a song song about him too. Mm. Although the song of um, Last Christmas um, did seem to completely kill the game. That was <laughs> that was just that was sung. Everyone was like, "Oh, that's good." Oh, was and that? Then, didn't hear yeah, that. it yeah. was in the cop. It got going for a bit, and then um, within about thirty seconds, Brentford had scored, and the game was uh, 
was headed away from us. But you know, um, it was good. Um, we should actually say at this point as well, Moscow's not here because he has got COVID. Yes. Um, and that's why he's not here to praise yeah. Tyler Roberts. But so. he's, he's all right, isn't he? But, you know, we don't want to be near him. Exactly. It, it's probably, and then, yeah. as well as the COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but so, yeah, get well soon, Moscow. Hope you're all right. Um, yeah. But sorry, yeah, where were we? We were uh, Tyler Roberts. Tyler that's Roberts. what made me think yes, of it. Of course, yeah, his, yeah. his biggest fan. Not well, there to see Although it. some of the uh, stats websites have given him man of the match. Um, is that fair I th- enough? I thought he was all right. Did anyone? Massively stand for sure. No. Dallas, I thought Dallas was great. Dallas, Dallas was, was excellent. Good. Yeah. Dallas was good. A couple of little silky turns where he spun on the ball. Yeah, there was, like a, was, was a Maradona turn, wasn't they coming out of? Uh, I think they call yeah, it the yeah. Dallas turn now. Right, is, yeah. is what uh, which was a very like Janssen move. That was the kind of thing that Janssen mm. would usually do. I don't really know what happened in that game because we don't. Obviously, I don't take notes. Have you taken any on your phone? I took some. some. I took yeah. some. Yeah, I, I, I know we scored about half an hour in, then they scored and then scored again, and that was bad. Essentially, it was nothing happened for a bit. Then we had control over it. We scored. Everything looked absolutely fine. They were starting to come back into it a bit. Calvin got injured. They bossed it from that point on. Mm, we do miss him, don't we? And we moved things around loads pa- again. Yeah, part of that slow start as well was Cooper getting injured and mm. Click was about to come on, which I presume would have meant Calvin going into the back three and then he changed that, so Harrison came on instead. Um, what, yeah, what you, let's, go, let's go over that sub then. Let's concentrate on that one for a second. It was. It, I think it seemed to take the players five or ten minutes to work out where well, everyone was well, playing. Click was stripped as well, wasn't yeah, it? That's yeah. the first point to say. So it obviously had a late change of heart because it was a was it solving two problems in one because I don't know it was on that side um, that was on Harrison's side so their right our left that was maybe um, getting a bit of freedom down there and he obviously wanted to it was, it was attack, an attacking move to solve a defensive problem wasn't it really? I was a bit surprised we didn't bring Craig Creswell on because <laughs> we had a centre-back on the bench and it means you don't have to start moving every player around the place and I, I, know, I mean it, it did actually go perfectly perfectly well in the, in the first place but um, yeah, I, I don't like the fact that we seem to always have to move every player it, it, a little bit. It's a bit of a Bielsa thing, isn't it? That's probably like my one frustration with him mm. is that why when you could just make one change, you make like four different changes because James ended up going up front. Furpo ended up as like a left centre-back or something. Well, there was a point where James and Rafinha in the second half were playing on the same side, weren't they? When Rafinha kind of dropped a little bit Rafinha deeper. Rafinha kind of ended at right wing back, didn't yeah. he? It was, yeah, it was, it was really strange. Um, but, you know, you... I guess we don't know what Bielsa's has seen in that first 15 minutes to think actually Click's not the sub we need to get Harrison on and mm. move things around differently but it was weird because once James went to kind of centre forward although he was drifting out to the left you do kind of think from that moment on well, when's Bamford coming on because we need a centre forward what? James was mainly drifting offside well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> over and over again it was very God. frustrating wasn't it really was so annoying yeah uh, it's when they played on the shoulder of the last man and they kind of try and drift back don't they but the number of times when he got caught yeah because they were play, playing quite a high line I did notice actually I think it was the let me think we were scoring shooting that way first half weren't we um, or were we which <laughs> was the cop first cop half. first half right yeah so were you at this game I was yeah I, it's all just a blur but because of the emotions at full time no it was it was in the first half and I noticed that James was, was kind of sitting wide left and then you had Rafinha wide right Tyler Roberts had dropped really deep as well so there was no like number nine in that space was so that I think that's what the cool the cool kids call the false nine isn't it and that's what the goal came from I guess Rafinha ended up drifting to the left and Roberts ran from deep or was in that centre forward area anyway mm. and they're the kind of goals that you're just desperate for him to score more of as well not doing anything flash but just being in there and, yeah. and getting a toe onto it and yeah just getting a goal <laughs> and um, yeah that ball that they played into like the corridor of uncertainty the Chapman corridor as mm. uh, fans of a certain vintage will know it just banging it in there. Like, I think we were trying where possible to not just aimlessly cross balls in. It seemed like people were trying to work angles and just either drop it in over the uh, defender's shoulder or work it out wide and look for those low, low balls rather than pumping it in. Because you've got like, you know, Janssen back there and the other 
um, bloke from Land of the Giants, number four, whatever his name was. Mm. Pinnock, was mm. it? Oh, there were a couple, actually. They, were, they had a, a couple of Giants at the back, didn't they? Um, yeah, I, I was pleased for Roberts. We, should, we, did, we felt like we skimmed over him a, bit, a little <laughs> bit too much because we have a points question whether he'll have a score again. Mm. And he did. And he so, did. And well done to him. And a goal from open play. That felt nice as well. That felt mm. kind of different after... Lots of penalties and set pieces it's felt like recently. Oh, uh, Zach is in the comments on YouTube just saying that Dallas made a mistake for both goal cons- goals conceded, lads. Oh, did he? <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> right, well, Other than that, though, he's great. Actually, we have to say that is true. There were, there were two errors in that, weren't there? Which was a bit unfortunate. I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember the goal. I it, can't remember the first well, there was, goal. The one was, they were trying to show it out by the touchline, weren't trying to see it out. It didn't quite work. They picked it up and then there was a, a cross. It was a speculative cross. There was a deflection off one of our defenders that just happened to fall to them or... And there might have even been a second deflection on the way through from what I could uh, could tell. But um, a bit frustrating, isn't it, when stuff like that happens? It just because it felt like they weren't in it up to that point. Because I think we'd had a chance just before that. And I thought, oh, if we score this, we'd had a corner or something early in the second half. And I thought, if we get a second now, it kind of puts this one to bed. But mm. funny how games swing like that, isn't it? Still yeah. feels like a wasted opportunity, though, doesn't it? I think. It's, yeah. With them particularly seeing that Tony was out and he's, he's kind of their main man, it did feel like a game we've got to win. Today, but would he would he have made that much of a difference? I thought probably yes. I thought when we changed, do you think? <laughs> well, he's their he's their main striker. So. Well, we didn't have Bamford. We, well, I know, we and, that right makes, and that makes a difference <laughs> to us. So, yeah. but you know, I feel like Brentford maybe don't have the same. Not that we've got a particularly deep squad, but <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, they don't have a they don't Brentford don't have a massively well, deep squad. Thomas Frank has been saying. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to see out of my peripheral vision then you like some sort of eye roll or disapproving look but um, I'm definitely not celebrating the point but what I will celebrate is the performance when you have the lowest budget poor little Brentford uh, I'm not complaining and you lose key players and it's hard and so on and so forth but yeah he was playing one up front which did allow us to sort of play the 4-1-4-1 which we'd probably played into our hands slightly I don't know yeah I mean Calvin going off again seemed to just throw everything up in the air for us it, it didn't feel like we ever got a grip of it after Calvin went off mm. do you think we missed Cooper or do you think they were alright at the back one think it seemed alright the, the Cooper going off kind of coincided with us being quite dominant mm. so distribution distribution from the back improved maybe I mean he's, he's not bad at all but um, I don't know if that had a bearing on it I don't I don't really know I mean you know? after they went 2-1 we ended up with a back three of Stuart Dallas it seemed with yeah. Lorente and Aylin and then yeah we've Harry, Fer- Harrison and Rafinha's wing backs. Yeah, there was times when Furpo was tucked in like on the left hand side mm. of the three, but then there were also times when he was playing like left wing. It's weird. Yeah, I think if when it works, you you see it as being a, a beautiful, fluid, <laughs> amazing transitioning, ever moving formation. Whereas when it's not working, it just looks like we're trying things for five minutes and going, nope, that's not happening now. Uh, right, Dallas, you play in midfield for a bit. Mm. Uh, oh no, that's not working. Go to left back. Go to right back. Going net, it's just like a, a, it just feels like a, a, a constant rolling of the dice on it. But mm. um, yeah, I don't know entirely what position everyone was playing in that game at the start or at the end. <laughs> it felt like from the moment Cooper went off, things kept kept shifting around, and then four D chess. Yeah, except it was not. Well, I don't know if four D chess will be entertaining. Probably not. It, that was um, it was tough the second half. Yeah, um, Rob's in the comments on YouTube saying it looks like Victor was having a right go at the Brentford directors. <laughs> ah, good. <laughs> Some characters in that uh, Brentford. Was he, uh, was he threw any bottles at anyone? Uh, no, or coins. Or coins, whatever. It Although was. he may have smashed his little telly uh, in there, but you never know. But yeah, you know when that second one went in, it's like oh, I thought we've, we've seen this movie before, mm. and they started properly shit housing and wasting time. It was very. I mean, when we played Brentford at Ellen Road in the Championship, it was like that. Though I mean, there was the the Inketia game, which was tight when he came on and scored in his mm. debut. But the, the year before, like Bielsa's first season, they came to Ellen Road. I think it was Dean Smith was the manager and. 
Canos was a little wanker that game as well. Yeah. He, he headbutted Alioski. So and the one where Watkins dived for the, yeah, for the penalty. And, and again, that it was exactly the same there, where that Watkins dived for the penalty. I think it was Marpe who scored it. And rather than run to the away end, he ran and celebrated in front of the south stand and they had mm. a load of stuff thrown at them. And you, I know we're not meant to condone it. No. I, but I, I, I remember the Marpe one, I, I remember thinking, good. And it was, <laughs> and it was very much the same today because it was right in front of us. And I, thought, and I don't mind the players giving a bit back to the fans because I think that's part of the contract, isn't it? It's a bit of back and forth. Mm. But there was that, was there not that moment though when Canos is celebrating there in front of the North East corner you thought, were this close to somebody losing their shit yeah. and going on there. I was just thought, please don't, well, please you don't. You could see don't. a few of their players were a bit yeah. like, oh, this like is a bit much. And then <laughs> yeah. they all sort of crowded around him. I don't even think that it was a plastic cup, wasn't it, that yeah. hit him, but I don't even know if it hit him. But I think, but it, again, hit him, like, I think it hit him Bruno more than yeah. him by the looks of but it. But if you want to celebrate in front of the fans and you have a plastic cup thrown at you, pick it up and have a laugh with it and then you've got the upper hand, haven't you? And you've won and you, yeah, yeah, crack on. I must admit, I'm something of a victim blamer when these <laughs> situations come around. I end up thinking... Well, that's what you're going to get, Canos. Brought it on yourself. <laughs> exactly. But in truth, you kind of have. I mean, like, because yeah, yeah. the thing is, if you're going to act like a dick in front of people and then someone does that, it's obviously it's the fault of the person who's thrown it. But can I just ask, let's imagine a scenario. There's no CCTV in the grounds. He <laughs> <laughs> suggested, would I have thrown a, a snooker ball at his head? <laughs> in a sock. <laughs> what would you have I've done got my like? darts in my pocket, just in case. <laughs> One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Uh, what do you think of it then? So that, that I mean, by that I need to say because people are already mentioning it in the comments. Yes, my dad left when they went two one up. So that was <laughs> around what was it sixty one minutes or something like that. Oh, is it as early as that? I can't even remember. I'm gonna have a look. Uh, no, he, he didn't hang on for the, like the last ten or anything. No, 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 no. It was. Uh, let's have a look. Let's have a look. When was the goal? It was sixty one minutes. Yeah, they, that they scored the second, and he went. Checks out. Well, yeah. fair enough. Um, so he's, he's, he's missed another injury time goal. Did he? List, he would have left before the Wolves equaliser as well. Yeah, he, so he's missed Wolves. So he's, Palace so he's, and not seen, he's not seen any goals this season, more or less. <laughs> Pretty much, no. He's seen a score alone. <laughs> just, just gone. <laughs> wow. But, uh, I, it doesn't make sense to me, but you know, it was. It was saying. Um, at one point, I think. I think there's a certain amount of falling out of love with the game. You know, like about like how VAR is and the refs and all that and. Because it's a vastly different game from when, I mean, you're the youngest of the three of us, when, from when you were a kid, Rob, or, or mm. you, Michael, who's in between, and then there's me, and then, you know, I think back to what my dad's seen, like, mm. the Reavy side and stuff, and it's it's just a, it's a completely different sport, isn't it? It is incredibly frustrating. And again, this is what 
going to Ellen Road has kind of felt like under Bielsa in that teams just come to waste time and mm. it's, it's, it was like that in the Championship and even in the Premier League it's pretty much like that like Leicester Wolves have always done it um, yeah and it's just really annoying isn't it <laughs> well, well because they tread that line of, of cheating just to wind the clock down mm. which, which has happened for, for years and years but it, it's easier to do that now like you said when you saw like what um, what's his face Cody did you know with the head injury mm. ball hit him in the head go down stay down Luke Allen did do that today I Which I liked. I didn't know. I didn't, know, I didn't <laughs> notice that, Rob. I thought it was, we whatever he did, it was good. Did we get an alien flop today? I don't think we no, did. No, I don't know if we did. No. no, that was as close as we got, I think. Mm, that might be a first. <laughs> His first ever league. It time. might be the first time I've ever seen him play without a flop. Mm. Out of practice, isn't he, I suppose? What, did you, make, what did you make of, uh, make of his performance? Because he was a little bit slack. When, when things started to fall apart a little bit at the back, he started misplacing a couple of passes and putting us under pressure. And I thought, oh, no, because I thought he had a good game up to that point. I thought he did all right. He, Just, did, he does... He, he pulls out of defence quite well, doesn't he, Ailing? That's the thing. He, he sort of, when sometimes we look a bit static at the back and no one's really moving it forward, he does just pick it up and start running sometimes, mm. which I think is, is important. Like, Urente does it as well for us sometimes. So I thought he did all right. He, he was good at playing between the lines as well, because that's, that's when our football, I think, succeeds when you see, like, Forshaw, like we said before about what Forshaw's brought to the team by dropping in and giving people angles to work it out of defence. I thought Ailing did that, like, putting balls in behind their attackers to the full backs sometimes. You know, because sometimes we kind of go side to side, don't we, across the back? down, back, across, mm. and it's just trying to get those angles through the channels. I thought he was quite good at that. He was very unlucky not to score as well. It was the save yeah, from his header. header at 1-0, which would have made a massive difference. When was that? That was just after half-time, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, it was a corner from... Was it a corner from the... It was a set piece. The front of the cheese way. Yeah, mm. I was, yeah, it was... Yeah, it was, it was, it was that might have been when I thought, oh, if we score now, that'd be yeah. good. But yeah, I've lost... I've just lost track. It's just gone into a blur. <laughs> I think that the, kind of, the end of the Palace game has kind of rolled into today to a certain mm. extent. I thought it was it was a different atmosphere today. I thought, it was, I thought it was very, very flat. That's what we were just saying. There yeah. was no... Yeah. There was no moment in this where we, they went 2-1 up or even when they equalised where everyone went, no, we're not having this. Yeah, let's get behind him. So I think it was just there were some sort of smaller moments of that when yeah. the, when the crowd really like, sen- <laughs> sensed it and and gave him a bit of a lift. But there was no sustained like there was like that. We are the champions, champions of Europe that kicked off mm. just to try and get things going. But there was no sustained like wall of noise like we've seen. I agree with that. Yeah, like Wolves and Palace, it felt like there was a the momentum was there from the crowd. Whereas today it was it was just a little bit I subdued. I don't know if we're all just emotionally exhausted from how <laughs> this season's going. And also like we we spoke about it recently, but just the way we veer from one thing to another. You go to Ellen Road and you don't know what to expect, really. Mm. Like you're in the, you get to the, to your seat and you think, you know, I hope it's going to be great, but I really don't mm. know. Right, yeah. Zach's asking. I mean, Zach is is on a right old negative wave in the uh, YouTube comments about all the things that went wrong today. So, can we talk about Click? Not good at all. Mm. Was he? I don't. I didn't really notice his performance. Yeah, I didn't think it was very good. Is it is, is it his passing that's off or what? Because his positional play seems all right and he's running and stuff. I don't know. He just seems to get. He seems crowded out a lot. Which, to an extent, you have to suddenly you have to start thinking. Eventually, it's probably his fault in some way because <laughs> he just seems to never have any space on the ball. He uh, seems he seems to get himself caught in little tight spaces. It feels like there's a real like zip to his game that's just gone mm. recently. Like in his passing, in his pressing, in his tackling, and everything he does, he's kind of just half a second slower. It seems now, and it seems to have made a massive difference. Whereas previously, he would get it and he'd ba- and you know his passes would be crisp and he might beat a player he'd have a good shot whereas all that's just kind of gone now do you think it's because we're playing at a higher level though because undoubtedly the Premier League is better in whatever way you want to kind of uh, define it it's it's a tougher league to play in isn't it Mm, but he looked so good at the start of last (laughs) season that was the weird thing Mm. when we we came into the Premier League and he he looked exactly like the same click that we'd had in the Championship and then he dropped out of form and he he still had he had games later in the season I think Newcastle at the end of last season he was was good in and he had moments but he's never, besides the first few months of the last season, he's not 
he's not really been doing is it is now. Is it because people have worked out how we play and a lot of teams sit really, really deep on us? And that's the sort of area he likes to operate in, isn't it? Right on the edge of the box. Mm, I wouldn't say so because when other people play there, it, it often works better. Or maybe he's just, maybe do you think he maybe he's just peaked and he's, he's on the downslope now because he's, he's the, the wrong side of 30. I think his status in the squad as things stand is probably where he's at, which is just, he's, he's a bench player now, isn't mm. he? He's not a starting central midfielder and I'd like to think he could still contribute as a squad player, um, but he is a squad player now. That's, that's the good thing about Forshaw, what you're talking about working out of tight spaces there actually. One thing for sure, I think, does does do really, really well, being able to just find a man when under pressure mm. or turn in the right direction to um, to bring it out of trouble. Because there were times when he thought, don't get caught there, and he didn't, not once, I don't think. Yeah. No, I, I don't know what's wrong with Click, but it's not it's not worked for a long time now, which is a shame, because mm. I, I really like him. Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? There's so much like sentiment attached to this squad, mm. or the legacy players, if you like. But yeah, it's um, it, I guess it's more weight to the argument that we probably need a a central midfielder mm. as, a, as another option because whenever he's come on it's not it's not really worked has it and we need Stuart Dallas for every other position <laughs> Gary's just asking in the comments uh, are we putting forward a theory that like, we're better if my dad's not watching I don't necessarily think we were mm. I thought we, he watched the first half and we were good <laughs> well after the goal anyway yeah true um, but maybe I don't know maybe he is a jinx we all, we all, we've all had moments where we thought we were a jinx mm. we? Um, but yeah I mean what about Rafinha today then He's some, just some saucy moments. Some there? really good moments and then some kind of frustrating things where he was trying to force balls through spaces mm. that weren't there. And He seemed to be trying a bit too hard mm. to, at the end of the game to make it all happen himself. Just trying really ambitious passes. That shot as well. And, yeah, yeah, like a lunatic. And, which, it, yeah. I don't know. You've got to try things, aren't you, to make something happen. So um, it didn't come off for him today. But yeah, And yeah, making him play a little bit deeper towards the end, which is kind of what Pablo used to do, isn't it? But mm. given Rafinha's strength is being quick and direct and taking players on it just felt a bit like he was really pissed off today as well. he put a ball on top of the west stand at one point because <laughs> there was I think the, the ref had, pulled, had called it back because I think someone was down with a pretend head injury or something and he's picked the ball up and twatted, <laughs> twatted it out of the stadium he's a very angry man which is like not it. pretty much summed up the way his, his afternoon was going just a straightforward just fuck off just have that were you still there for like the uh, the, the lap of applause at the end you see, yeah. you see that what, what, what do you think they looked happy or relieved or what was the general vibe or was neutral somewhere in the middle there's just some weird weirdly like confusing pitch invasions going on there was yeah. a bloke went on got Bamford's shirt which he then he gave to him which I thought oh, I don't know I'm not sure if that's necessarily a good thing to encourage yeah. people to come on <laughs> which then, then followed by somebody else followed by someone else then the stewards seemed to let the bloke go although he'll probably get you know stadium ban and a shirt it, well, yin and yang yeah um, maybe sent in another lockdown he's thought ah oh, well <laughs> <laughs> it'll all be over soon Um yeah, and then someone else ran on the pitch into the, in the corner and just did a little a little lap, a pirouette, and ran it? and ran back on. It ran back off, and it's just like it's very strange. Um, I don't. Know, it didn't feel like the players were out there for all that long today. I didn't think it was not quite. I guess because it's a draw and not a win, they weren't trying to milk it too much. Mm. I, I didn't hang around to be fair. So. I'm just looking at the league table. Like you know, Norwich have taken another pump in today. Um, bottom three all on on ten points. Burnley have got that game in hand, but we're now six points clear of all that nonsense. Yeah. It feels, it feels like a nice buffer to go into this next set of games with, doesn't it? The win would have been so much better, though, wouldn't it? It would. It would have been, yeah. would have been properly mid-table. But as you were sort of saying in the run-up to this, like when we were predicting what would happen this week and we were trying to come up with points totals for this set of three games, you were sort of hovering around the four to five, weren't you? So mm. got the five. I mean, five points out of nine is a good return. It's just when you look at the next few games that are coming up where you think, ooh. Yeah, and Brentford at home is one that when you're chalking up where your points are coming from, you do definitely put a three next to it. Even even if you're a pessimist, you're like, well, if we're going to stay up, 
You need three points from, from Brentford at home. Little uh, theory from JC Gaming who's in the comments here on YouTube saying uh, about the soft underbelly, it's still there no matter how well we're playing. It seems so easy to get out of us and score. Well, I, d- I don't necessarily agree with that. I thought we shot ourselves in the foot today. Uh, do you think we've got a soft underbelly or do you think it's just the way like the Premier League is where you can't do big pile driving challenges anymore? Like you saw, who was the knobhead who got booked for them? Would have been in the first half over by the West Stand for going through Roberts. And it wasn't a particularly bad tackle, but mm. he took Roberts' legs like he was out of control. Mm. Was it their number four? Yeah, another one you mean. Uh, yeah. yeah, I thought it looked like quite a good tackle, to be honest. It was, yeah. it was a good tackle, but he took the man, and these days you can't do that, especially not when um, Headmaster Coot's there. Mm, I, I, I just don't feel like it's a, a Premier League thing. I feel like we're just not, we're still not in form, you is, think? The, is the problem. We're just, well, we're not, are we? I think, not. Do you not think we're about where we should be in terms of like sort of a, a middling Premier League side? Probably so, but we've not hit, we've not yet hit the heights that we did last season. And a lot of, but a lot of mid-table teams don't really look great consistently do they they have, they have patches and they pick up points here and there and but we are now into that crowded mid table aren't we where you know yeah. we've there is a six point gap to the relegation zone but then we you know we're four points away from brighton who are ninth and who are having a, a dead good season apparently so it's we're, we're nearer to the middle than the bottom aren't we is the thing it just it is just something about being 14th 15th just feels a little bit precarious mm. i don't know i don't know if the uh, soft underbelly thing is just a consequence of kind of how we play as well because we want to make games open and attack teams and you know even our defenders like Lorente does mad stuff and as a consequence we will concede chances I think and also today like we've, we lost the spine of our team Coop went off after 15 minutes mm. Phillips came off in the second half Bamford was on the bench so he didn't come on until the last 20 minutes like if we do have a soft underbelly it's because they're not there I guess mm. Yeah that does make sense and we saw in that second half there were a few occasions where uh, we'd be applying pressure as we were because they were sitting deeper and deeper. But then they'd break and you thought, please don't be three on two, please don't be three on two. Mm. A couple of hairy moments where you were like mm. panicking. That, that is just the nature but, of yeah, the like, The it? last 20 minutes, we have a back three of Stuart, that includes Stuart Dallas, so it's not going to be the most watertight defence, is it? And the, I mean, yeah, well, the other side of that is, you know, at one nil up, do we want to be in Ellen Road watching a side that's then trying to shut it down early in the second half? Or do we want to watch a side that's trying to go for it and get a second? Yeah, it's fair enough. Yeah. Which would you rather watch? I'd rather watch us do get the second goal, but actually get it, yeah. and then and then be better. <laughs> we got the second goal. What's wrong with you? We did. Um, I was glad for Bamford. It was a nice, uh, a nice moment because he, he, he had a bit of a frustrating time. I thought actually when he came on, he didn't he have, barely touch the ball. Did he? No, he was running around a lot trying to get involved, and it was never quite getting to him. And when it did, it didn't particularly stick. He just kind of got tackled or it went out of play. Oh, he was stretching easily. or whatever, and yeah, yeah, it yeah. was never, it was never quite there for him. So it was. Um, a completely well-deserved equal. <laughs> but you take them, don't you, at the end of the day? You know, we've said one point per game will probably be enough. As long as we pick up points here and there, we'll be all right. I mean, I don't come away from that game today feeling worried. I mean, like, you're the barometer for this. Yeah, I'm a bit worried. Well, you, well we should be. because you sh- I mean, you, you should be because we're 14th and six points away from relegation. But the sides, really, you know, beneath us, we're looking at one, two, three, six sides that are beneath us, none of which are in good form. No, that we, is true. We just need to be in slightly better form than them. Bloody hell, I've earned down there. What the are terrible, they doing? Terrible, <laughs> What are they doing down there? Uh, yeah, I, I know. I know it probably is fine. We're just we are firmly in the the kind of the mid table group, aren't we? If you look at the teams around us, it is like Palace, Villa, Brentford. That's you know we've actually only lost five out of fifteen games. We're just drawing too many. That's all. But you can you know you can stay up by drawing in this league as long as, long as you pick up the odd win here and there. I think the worry this season is that we feel like, I feel like we've had winnable home games like the Wolves game and today. It just, it just makes things so much more comfortable if we'd actually picked up wins in those. Yeah. I mean, hopefully we'll pick something up across the next couple of games. There's no, you know, we won't go into them with any expectations, but maybe for once, you know, that plays to our advantage. We've got to play all these teams twice. So, you know, if we get anything out of these, then good. 
Yeah, I mean, Liverpool and Man City, I'm, I am kind of writing off, to be honest. <laughs> but Arsenal at home. It, it's gettable. Something is gettable yeah. from that game, isn't it? Yeah, so yeah. all you need is just to keep nudging those points on the board. Yeah, exactly. And then yeah. you look at Villa at home and um, Burnley at home, you know, towards the back end of the month and start of January. And again, can't get points out of that. And, you know, we, we always, as I've said loads of times before, we always see Leeds in isolation, but there are loads of other teams around us and they can't all win. Mm. So we'll be fine. Results in the last few weeks down with down the bottom have really been awful for every, <laughs> for all the teams down there. I know, it's I know almost that. like the teams at the bottom have bad results. I know Newcastle did win yesterday, but only against um, Burnley. Burnley, yeah. yeah. So, and I'm I'm kind of I can't like Burnley being down there because I feel like their owners might panic and sack Deitch at some point, and then <laughs> has he not just signed a new contract? Yeah, but they'll still they'll still panic and sack him if it looks like they're going down, and no one else will do any better than Deitch there because it's mm. it's a squad that only he could love. Right, have we forgotten anything obvious then before we sign this show off from that game? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be sure to tell us anyway. Um, we'll come back to it on, uh, yeah, on Tuesday. Check your emails if you're a TSB Plus subscriber as well and you can find the uh, the link to the feedback and send us feedback on this. So we'll come in and we'll do propaganda. Oh, and at re- least we don't have to listen to Smug Brentford. Well, that's it. And Thomas Frank, you know, like... There was a point, still be Smug. My mate who was watching it on the telly was uh, was watching it and he said, like, Thomas Frank was chewing his gun with his mouth open. You know how he does in that way. Mm. No, not acceptable. <laughs> what do you think of Thomas Frank, Michael? I think he's probably having a lovely time sniffing the benches, Ellen Road. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, on which note, we will uh, we'll sign off. Thank you for uh, for watching this one and listening as well. It's on YouTube. It is on the uh, podcast app of your choice as well. And we'll catch up with you. So we've got propaganda. On. We're no midweek games this week, have we? Unless someone tells me otherwise, I don't think we Let's, have. Let me just double check the calendar before we go because <laughs> that no. would be bad. Nope. Nothing. It's Manchester City a week on Tuesday, uh, and that's away. But it's eight o'clock. That feels late. We're not have Chelsea first, probably. Yes. Yeah, but I meant, I meant mid- the next midweek oh, game right. is, is two weeks, not not this upcoming week. And then we're into that whole Christmas period and stuff. So yeah, we will uh, we'll catch you on the other side of this one. Propaganda main weekly show on the way Tuesday, Wednesday time ish, and we'll see you in a bit. The match ball. Planning for your next trip. Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.